This is episode number six with Charlie Barnes. Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. Before we start this episode, I want to talk about how this past month has been epic. I got to meet Bruce Springsteen, the boss, and I got to go to Desert Trip and see legend after legend perform. Okay, now on to this episode with UK musician Charlie Barnes. Charlie has his own project and has been working as a touring musician with indie rock band Bastille. Charlie plays a bit of everything from guitar, bass, keys, percussion, and vocals. With his own project, Charlie signed to Super Bowl Music in 2015 and released his debut album, More Stately Mansions. Here is my interview with Charlie Barnes. So welcome everyone to the Isle of Music podcast today. I am here with Charlie Barnes. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great, yeah. Uh, We're we're right now in Hollywood, having a great view. Yeah, great view (laughs) of the the mountains. (laughs) So so Charlie, um, tell me a little bit about your background and um, where you grew up and um, how you got involved with music. Uh, So I grew up in a reasonably small town in uh, in classic Middle England. Um, so uh, there wasn't much of it. I, I'm not like a kind of a city slicker London urbanite or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just when I when I was a little kid, I was probably about six or seven years old. We were at a family friend's for the weekend, and they needed to entertain me somehow because I was bored. And uh, so they put on a load of old Queen VHS tapes uh, for, the, for the whole weekend, and I was completely mesmerised and realised that music is really good. And basically, from from there, just asked for you know guitars for birthdays and that kind of thing. I was into it for about a, a year, but my, my parents bought me like a like a Spanish nylon string acoustic guitar, which isn't exactly the right thing for um, for trying to imitate uh, Brian May's uh, best like kind of rocking out moments. Yeah. So uh, I, I gave it up after a year, but then a few years later, I, I picked it back up again and got crazy into the, when the whole like kind of pop punk explosion happened oh, yeah. in the uh-huh. early noughties. That's when I, I got back into it. And so yeah, and I'd played in um, a bunch of bands in high school and uh, when I was at, at college um, and just tried out loads of different kinds of music and what, what uh, type what types of music influenced you growing up? Um, well, I mean, the, the Queen is a, a strong running thread throughout all of it, and then I, I got really into. But basically, uh, there's the, the the radio station and TV channel and magazine Kerrang in the UK, which basically covers all of the alternative rock stuff, and I basically just listened to anything that they printed or that, or yeah. were into. So I, I I got into bands like um, Rival Schools in a big way through that, and um, mm. uh, and then all the stuff like. Blink and some 41, that yeah. kind of thing. And then uh, it was I, I was watching a, a TV show in the UK called Top of the Pops, um, uh-huh. which is, uh, it, it doesn't run anymore, sadly, but they, they it was basically just loads of awful pop bands or acts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they'd have one token rock thing each week. <laughs> and one of those weeks was, was Muse. And uh, so that kind oh, of, wow. that started a whole chain of me trying to find the kind of, the slightly more unusual 
uh, side of side of music and got into loads of more like kind of underground British alternative rock bands like My Vitriol and Ocean Size, who are the they are like. The, they're, the, they're, they're the one for me. They're like my Beatles, pretty oh, much. Cool. Um, um, what is the music scene like in the UK? Uh, d- there, there are so many different different things uh, going on. I mean, the the, the the world I've kind of ended up um, part of is the kind of that that sort of underground alternative rock kind mm-hmm. of world, which um, has a really strong DIY ethic, and there, there are a couple of festivals kicking around now that are so so focused around that kind of like a lot of kind of post rock and mm-hmm. um like math rock and like a, quite a lot of instrumental stuff um and then just th- things that are a little bit more uh you know maybe on the on the edges of of normality i guess uh, yeah. so th- there's th- there's a really strong scene for that which is kind of where my music has ended up sort of yeah. a bit there's a, a really yeah, a really good DIY world. So you can you can get around the place and play little shows to half-empty pubs and cafes. There's loads of other things going on, but certainly the places I tend to end up in, it's that that kind of alternative weirdo world. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any uh, any childhood memories or teenage memories about music that just like stand out to you? That that ocean size band that I mentioned uh, yeah. earlier on. They, they, so they 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 were one where I found them through a guy that um, I got to join one of my bands, and he was like, "Oh, if you like this, you'll like all these bands." And uh, the way it was, and and basically that I c- fell completely and utterly in love with them straight away, and just spent every bit of money that I earned through my like job in a supermarket, yeah. um, uh, just g- going to see them as much as possible, and also borrowing far too much money from my dad to do so but um <laughs> uh, I said so, so I, I uh like just basically just following them around the country like a obsessive fan kid has got a lot of good memories um just kind of you know turning up to hang outside the doors of these like rubbish little venues and uh, and wait to meet them and all that kind of thing <laughs> and, um That's yeah so there's there's some really 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 good good times and good memories wrapped up in in just following following that band um for sure um, yeah. Oh, that's it's... so good. So you're on you're on tour right now, Bastille. Yes. Um, and uh, but I first want to kind of get into the the music that you create. Yeah. So it's it, my, my 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 like career, if you want to call it that, has taken a completely bizarre um, sort of uh, not quite U-turn, but just a, a, just a huge ridiculous fork in the road. Yeah. Uh, like a, a, a year or two ago. Um, so, I mean, I was very safely nestled into this kind of alternative underground rock world. And I was doing a lot of like touring around Europe with a, with a band that I worked very closely with called Amplifier, who were, the, I mean, they were one of those bands that I sort of yeah. followed around the country as a kid and then ended up making friends with and working with and stuff. Um, but the, I, so, you know, I, I was. You know, touring all the all the toilet venues and and making my own way around cafes on trains and mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that uh, and playing the little festivals and that kind of world. And I ended up signing a, a record deal after a while for, with um, with like one of the labels that has got loads of those bands on uh-huh. it. So it's definitely like this this is my world. This is what I do, and I work in a coffee shop to pay 
for the rest of the time when I'm not, you know, right. gallivanting around tuning guitars for people sure. or whatever. Um, and then through a, a, a friend of a friend um, who whose band I'd played some shows with and also I ended up being their keyboard player for a few shows when their usual guy couldn't do it. So that's a, a, a London band called Revere. Um, their, their singer was like, oh, a friend of mine has asked if, he, if I know anyone who's like, in their twenties and can play a few different instruments and sing like decent backing vocals, and I immediately thought of you. And so, uh, do you want me to put you in touch? And I was like, Yeah, sure, that sounds great, whatever. Um, and then, and then, yeah. So th then, this just completely huge change occurs. I ended up doing an audition, and it all worked out fine. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so they, they, they've they've taken me in as their kind of hired hand at the back, sort of. Uh, just doing whatever bits yeah, they, they, yeah. they they can't do. Yeah. Um, so that's that, that's that's uh, that's been fun. And then when, we, when we've got uh, spare bits of time, I go and go and do my own thing too. So we, we had like a few months off um, at the end of last year. So I went and did a couple of solo tours. Nice. Um, still kind of peddling my weird, twisty, turny, um, yeah. <laughs> awkward uh, music, which is which is fun. What is it like being a touring musician? Uh, it. it in general, it's, 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 I, I feel like I've seen a lot of different sides of it now, which is fun. Um, so, because uh, you, you've gotten, you know, I mean, you've gotten to be like the front man in your own project. Yeah, doing to, all the all, all the teeny tiny places. Yeah. Uh, and you know, loading everything in and just having to do everything yourself all the way through to this world uh, that that I kind of live in strangely at the moment where it's like this you know there's so many more people involved and right. it's like there's it's tour so, buses yeah and, like, and lots of them <laughs> like yeah. yeah um this this side of things is amazing because you get a lot more you get a lot more time um to explore um so that, i mean the, the city the, that you go to yeah yeah so so like but back like you know maybe five years ago when when i started doing like tours in, in buses and stuff it was like the, the thing that you were doing is you were traveling the world and seeing none of it. Um, and when I say the world, I mean a small pocket of Europe. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but you know, you, you don't really see any of it except for when you have a day off. And then, mm -hmm. but what's, what, what's kind of nice about that uh, in on, in the kind of the more indie DIY or just 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 you know that the smaller touring circuit is that rather than judging the place by the stuff it has, you judge it by the people that you meet and work with, which is really fun. So that there are like yeah. cities that ordinarily wouldn't really appeal to it, it, it wouldn't be the first place you would think of if you were going to go on holiday somewhere right but because you kind of experience the city through this totally different avenue of just like being there working and you meet the people who are mm -hmm. in that kind of that musical world and stuff that they, they take you to the the places that are great in their little town and then you get to yeah, you, you get to know the the world on a kind of the, the world um you get to know places on a slightly more local level, level. In, mm -hmm. in in ways so it, it can be like a little shortcut is yeah. that which which is really really nice um so that's that's kind of one of the one of the the, the heartwarming bits of, of of that kind of touring of the diy um, yeah yeah which which is really cool um and uh, and and also it's all quite tiring um is that the main thing yeah. with touring is it is a lot more tiring than you would expect it to be with with, with with every kind of every kind of touring you do it's like it's it's quite exhausting but mm -hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a nice thing to get exhausted for, right? For sure. Um, uh, what's been one of like what's been one of your favorite places that you've gotten to visit or toured through that um, you're like, oh wow, I can't believe, yeah. Oh, well, we, I mean, we we played a show Bastille a few weeks ago 
in Singapore oh, wow. at, the, at the Formula One uh, Grand Prix, uh, which wow. was ridiculous. And yeah. the, like the other band on that bill was Queen. Um, so that oh. was uh, kind oh of, li life came full circle a little bit Seriously? a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was absolutely beside. So that, I mean, that, that's a, that's a big old, big old highlight. And also just to get to go somewhere like Singapore for a couple of days for work right. is, is ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I, I also, I'd like, I, I love with, with this, with, with touring with these guys that they do a lot in, in America. Cause I'd never been to America until I started working with them and I'd always been itching Nice. to come here i mean like you know if if, if you're a kid in in the uk you grow up watching friends and <laughs> seinfeld and stuff so like right. you, you want to come here yeah, and, total, and see, yeah. see see what this is all about so it's 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 amazing getting to come and see america a lot and i have done loads of touring around i mean it, it, in terms of particular places and like particular memories mm -hmm. definitely singapore is like that was huge and quite recent uh, so it's easy to remember but there's there's like there's almost there's too much uh too too many good ones um, yeah. and it's it, it, it's uh, you, you, there aren't too many too many bad ones and you tend to forget those quite easily because there's <laughs> yeah. there's enough to, <laughs> there's, to you're you're always moving on the yeah. on the go yeah it's uh, it's it's great uh, but had just yeah a, a lot of a lot of amazing experiences and like like people are always quite keen to show you their city as well or the mm -hmm. town or, or whatever um so um i, I remember in when I did a solo tour once in Germany, I was in uh, Dresden and I'd never been there before. And my knowledge of Dresden up to that point was just uh, the book Slaughterhouse Five uh, by Kurt Vonnegut, which yeah. is obviously a bit of a weird stuff because obviously you know that there's a huge history there. But mm -hmm. um, it, it was amazing being there with a local who took me on this huge walking tour around everywhere and showed me all of the kind of the historical oh, that's a, points that's so and and stuff. And and then you, like it, it was it was kind of strange walking around with him because you realised that. He was old enough that he would have been conscious of the, when the wall came down and stuff like that, which is just uh, fascinating. Um, so you, you get like a, a real good insight into into some local history on a, a quite an in-depth way when you when you're traveling around and meeting people. It's good fun. That's great. Like Do you have any um, memorable moments from the road? Um, just working with the guys, any like crazy. On the road I stories. think my uh, certainly on in, in my current uh, employment, my most notorious evening was in in Poland when we did a. This was last summer, and we played yeah. a festival there, um, and it was uh, Metronomy, and then us, and then Incubus, and then Muse. So I was wow. completely that. That was basically the, the soundtrack to a few different summers we were playing with, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it was very exciting. Um, <laughs> I bet. And, yeah. Uh, I, I did get to meet the drummer, but I don't really remember meeting him at all. Um, and it basically, so like I, the, the, I had disappeared at some point from whatever party it was that we ended up afterwards. And uh, they all left because they, they assumed I'd gone back to the hotel. It turns out that I'd fallen asleep in the toilet, um, oh, which no. is, uh, uh, I, I, I'm a notoriously sleepy drunk. Uh, so I always set myself <laughs> alarms on my phone. Uh, oh, wow. So it was uh, one of those that woke me up and I was like, Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Everything had gone. Someone had taken my bag for me, uh, and uh, thankfully Uber exists uh, in in Warsaw, and that was right. the, that was the only way I got back. <laughs> <laughs> had to beg the hotel to give me another key to my room, in spite of not having any ID, um, and uh, and yeah, eventually got eventually got to safety. Um, that, 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 that was a reasonably notorious moment uh, in my time. You get the messy nights. 
you know, the, the totally. rock and roll's not dead just yet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't live particularly strongly with me, but now and then one will get excited. <laughs> so what are some of the challenges you've encountered working in the music industry? You have to, I guess you have to be quite, uh, quite tough psychologically sometimes, because it can, mm -hmm. it can definitely, they're obviously like the, the kind of the, the, the dizzying highs exist yeah. very much so, but uh, it can it can be really tough. So we, we would like we'd, we were at breakfast this morning and uh, someone had put on uh, the Beach Boys and we were listening, having a great time, whatever. And then uh, like Don't Worry Baby came on and I sort of laughed and I was like, the last time I did a solo tour. Uh, I remember being on a train between somewhere and somewhere else in Germany, and just that this that that song came on, and I was just crying, like Aww. just sad, just because it's like, it, yeah. it, it, I guess it's just you know being tired and frustrated, and especially if maybe a show you did the previous night didn't go so well, right. you can. Uh, I mean, some people are really good at shrugging that kind of thing off. I'm really not. It it preys on my mind a lot um, when things don't go. 100% right. So like perfectionism becomes a little bit of a curse in yeah. in in the world and 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 you uh because I I've done a lot of my stuff on my own as well. There's no one else to really take the brunt of it. It's just you. Right. Um yeah. so and and I I guess that the, the industry in general can be a little bit every man for themselves. Um mm -hmm. at times um I'm I'm very fortunate at the moment to be in a real family unit um, where everyone looks after each other which is really nice so it's it's a lot more difficult to get super grumpy about things um, yeah. you know, everyone's looking after each other but yeah that, that that can be that can be tough and when I was uh when the the label that I signed eventually signed to first got interested I had I'd never had any encounters with anyone in any professional capacity in the music industry besides touring so I had no idea how these okay. things work yeah and yeah. So I was complete. I was navigating it basically entirely on my own, mm -hmm. and it, everything's like worked out great, and they're they're wicked. Right. Uh, yeah. And we, we, I think things are going really well, and we're going to carry on working together, and whatever. But like, when you first have that point where like essentially a number is put on your head, and it's like this is what we're willing to offer you, you're like, okay, and like, no matter, I, I think no matter what the number is, it like. It just opens up, just all these weird avenues in your head. It's like it, it's yeah. a, it's a, it, it, I guess that that's the point where it crosses over from being, uh, whatever it is beforehand into being business, and and that that can be quite quite strange and quite odd mm -hmm. to get your head around. I feel like I'm I'm really happy working with the with, with the guys that I, I work with in, in that respect because they're from my understanding they seem quite old school in the way they do things and it's very like very much about the music first uh, so, which is which, so which is which is good and and yeah. just 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 really great people to be around so I, I feel like I've landed on my feet in 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 that respect and I'm and, I, and it's also a great heritage uh, to, to be part of um, but Mm -hmm. Looking at like legal documents and stuff for the first time and trying and like knowing like what a record contract means and stuff that that was right that was so weird. I mean, obviously I got professional help um, in, <laughs> yeah. in that in that sort of thing. But, but, but that so. just just like just the yeah. first. I think yeah. like a, a lot of the time people have got like a manager who is the middle ground there. Mm -hmm. But I've I've just never had that. Yeah. And so that was kind of just just such a strange thing to navigate. 
and it just it's not easy that's why lawyers yeah that's <laughs> lawyers are needed. that's why they exist and that's yeah. why they're why they're great um so that's that that, that that can be quite quite challenging is and also like it can be so especially now that the way the industry has changed with you know people aren't buying things anymore mm. and like the whole model and basically the, the way that most labels completely missed the mark on the internet and didn't realize that that was a thing they should probably work out how to use um right. straight away uh, you know like um yeah that it's, it's kind of changed the landscape of it so much that it's just that it, it can be a bit of a bit of a minefield to try and try and navigate and and like the concept of worth in 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 music mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really really easy to to put your to, to like really undersell yourself and put yourself very much at the bottom of the scale when really you should be kind of trying to maybe push a little bit higher with things yeah. and I did, it's it, that, that, I, I think basically the, the, the biggest challenge is just like yourself and the, the, the psychology around around doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, be... you have to you have to be your encouragement when you get down. You can't just keep going. Totally. Um, and, it, it, you know, it, it can be it, it, I feel like it gets harder and harder to break things from the kind of grassroots level and stuff oh, nowadays, yeah. um, you know, the, uh, d- just looking purely at my kind of circle of, of, of friends and people that I collaborate with, that's the way it looks and everyone has to be quite inventive and in working out how to keep things viable and keep things yeah. going. You know, like there's, there's so many bands that split up and the reason they cite is basically money, um, yeah. which is so sad. And it's sad. basically, I think, it's the fault of all the bands in the 80s who were just doing too much cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> wasting, <laughs> wasting huge label budgets on complete bullshit rather yeah. than actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did a sweeping generalization informed mostly by spinal tap but yes. <laughs> well, no, it's, a, it's a it's it's an interesting one to to navigate um but i, I feel like i'm working out what day. yeah uh one of your D- diy projects that i really liked i did a little research but was the coffee yeah and, yes, <laughs> with with the last album that you released yeah so we're uh basically pretty much everyone in my band worked in the same coffee shop together yeah. and that's how we uh the, the, how we fed ourselves uh uh-huh. and uh and and we, we worked our rehearsal schedule around who had the late shift that day that sort of thing um but yeah so i i just thought it'd be kind of funny because we had such a close relationship with some of the local coffee roasteries where where, where we were based i thought it'd be fun to just do like a do a signature coffee blend i thing. love that um, I love which is it, so it, it was really fun a... people people would yeah. surprisingly into it we, we just thought it was a bit of a, a gimmick for us and, and yeah. we worked out that basically even if we didn't sell any of the bags it was still you know a reasonable reasonably priced coffee for us to all be drinking for a few months <laughs> but awesome. it, it, it actually went really well people really really dug it and got into it um which was which was fun yeah. uh, and it definitely ties in with the pretentious hipster kind of music that we make so. <laughs> <laughs> um, um talk to me a little bit a little bit about your last uh, record and what what went into the making of that um so uh, my life savings is what went into the making of that <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah uh so yeah i when i was touring with amplifier which is a band from uh from manchester who do like kind of space rock i guess you'd call it okay. or that's that's kind of what they have called it at times um i so i i've, I've 
I used to be their support act and guitar tech, and I did monitors sometimes, and I sold their T-shirts. Uh, I made films for them. I did like just a bit of everything for that band. Yeah. They and they're about as DIY as you can get. Mm -hmm. um, they they really really knuckle down and get on with it. But basically, uh, they ended up hiring um, a chap called Steve DeRose, who was the guitar one one of the guitar players in Ocean Size, okay. um, my super duper favorite band. Um, and on the road uh, over the kind of years that we were touring together. Steve and I realised very quickly that we had a very similar taste in music and really appreciated the same sorts of things. And one night after a few uh, glasses of whatever, uh, <laughs> he was like, where are me and you going to make some music together, man? And the, like, the 15-year-old the fan kid inside me is just like, oh my God. <laughs> and eventually I just thought, well, you'd like, you know, you're, you're, he was the kind of the chief of recording stuff for, for, for that band. He was the, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the main kind of producer. And so I was like, well, do you want to produce my stuff, maybe? Uh, and that, that just kind of became became the thing that, that, that we decided to do. So I got us into a, a residential studio for a week and we had a bunch of stuff ready to go and we worked ridiculously long hours. Um, and yeah, basically made, made an album. Um, it, it was in between this studio called Chapel, um, which is like loads of amazing bands recorded yeah. there. It's like a, it's one of the few residential studios that's left. Um, and uh, we also went to a couple of cottages in the middle of Wales to record like vocals and extra bits and pieces. Just cool. he and I in total isolation, which was really fun. So like while he was editing takes together, I was cooking dinner and uh, and, and sorting out. Like, I, I was kind of like being the housewife while he was getting on with the work, <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which was great. And then, and yeah, so with the, that was that was the album that we were then uh, kind of sat on for nearly two years before it actually came out because um, it was yeah. finished and then we're kind of sending it around to people yeah. and the Super Bowl guys got interested and then once we'd worked all that out um, we 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 released it and so great. The, the release coincided with uh, <laughs> the beginning of my my current job <laughs> which oh, is which yeah. is a ridiculous and bizarre timing but um, but yeah it's I, I'm 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 really really proud of it it's like it's stuff that had been a it's the, the classic like first album thing you know it's like your kind of greatest hits of the last you know but basically since being a teenager yeah um but it's it, it's it's a bizarre like my friend jamie describes it as being very twisty turny um <laughs> which i think is quite a good you know it's it, it basically like I I, I, yeah. I I like a lot of different kinds of music and i tried to put all of them on one uh disc which Maybe didn't work. Maybe it did work, but I I, I like it. It, it. it works for me. I, I, um, I like the stuff that I listen to. <laughs> thank so, you. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of that. Um, and I, yeah, it's uh, that's great. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of me in a little box, which is what a lot of debut albums tend to be. Mm -hmm. um, sort of a bit of a mishmash of all the things you've grown up with. Do you have any words of advice to people working in the music industry or bands or people just starting out? It's a bit of stolen advice that I heard from someone else, but um, the I think what, probably the reason I'm now like in Los Angeles for work, which is ridiculous. Um, I think <laughs> like the, the, I think part of the reason that I've ended up, uh, you know, kind of falling into this ridiculous world is um it's just from never saying no um like you just say yes to everything until you can't say no like i've played in 
so many different bands and yeah. done so many different awful shows um, that have been completely soul destroying. But you know, that's all just part of the path that gets you to places. And like, you just if you do say no to something, you never know what you're going to miss out on. And like, so true. Th so the the, the 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 key example for me is that with the guys who were the link for me getting this job, I like, they offered me, you know, they said, would you be able to come and fill in for our keyboard player for a few shows? Cause we need someone, cause he can't be there. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to work it out and I was struggling a bit and I thought I might just have to say no, cause I don't think I can do this. But then just sort of persevered and thought, no, I can, I can manage it. And like, you know, because I'd persevered and said, yes, I will do it. Um, and then, you know, had a, had a great time and did, reasonably well at those shows they then pass my details on to, to these other people and it's like if I maybe if I hadn't said yes to that he might not have when he, the conversation came about he might not have thought oh I know a guy you know this it's yeah that's that's what the world th th this world is it's like it, it becomes so small as soon as you get into it oh it and does a lot of, it totally does yeah like a, it, it, people that I work with now they're like oh you used to work with this guy oh no way we used to do this mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it, it's very small so uh, just say yes, try anything, nothing's gonna hurt too badly, and uh, be nice. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely be nice, yeah. it helps. Um, and be positive as well, like, it's, it can be so... People like me are quite fortunate to be doing the work we do. And I, I get grumpy, and I do complain about it, but I just complain about it to other friends who do the same job, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I understand. I'm, yeah, it's, it, 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 I'm quite fortunate in that I have a couple of friends who do the same sort of thing I do. So we can complain to each other yeah. if we need to complain about anything, yeah. and usually the things that we complain about are the most inconsequential things that really shouldn't be of any concern. But... <laughs> yeah. Every job has its slightly frustrating moments. It, um, it does. But this that this yeah. one comes with some fairly fairly ludicrous highs to yeah. vastly outweigh that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that, that that's. The, I, I don't feel like I'm in any particular position to give particularly sound advice or no, anything. The, but just I, that's say I, yes and be cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And what's next for you? Um, I've got uh, I. I did a remix, it's not really a remix, it's more of a bizarre cover version for, for a friend's band um, who are called Alma. Um, okay. And that's coming out on like a, so that they, they basically got a load of their friends to do reworkings of every song on their album they released oh, last cool. year. So that's coming out uh, this month or next month. Okay. Um, so I've, I, I did uh, one of those for them, which I, I ripped it apart and made it completely different so that that's that's kind of the next thing that's coming out for me um i'm gonna be reasonably slammed with uh with with bastille for a while which is which is great that's um, awesome get, getting all, all around the world um having quite a lot of fun so that's 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 gonna be but like i've got like the, the follow-up album to, to more stately mansions is basically written and kind of almost cool like it is it, it's ready to start work on properly mm -hmm. um but we're just uh, it, I think it's going to be a bit of a kind of online project, so it'll be a lot of kind of... I mean, it, it already has been that, you know, kind of bouncing, yeah. sending demos back and forth between myself and my producer and, and, and the other guys and stuff. So uh, that'll be, you know, we'll be, we'll be chipping away at that for a while. We're in no rush to, to, to put it out. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've, I've got, got things to keep me, keep me going. Uh, cool. And I think I'm probably going to start about five different bands uh, at the same time. And <laughs> just, I love just, it. Just make as much music as possible. <laughs> and um, why do you love music? The unexpected, basically. Um, when you go to, when you go to something or hear something uh, and it does something you weren't expecting, yeah. which happens all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and it and and it can do things to you uh, that I don't think any other art form can, like within within seconds, um, and yeah, take you take you to cool places in in, in in the hippy dippy. Uh, sort of psychological sense of the word yeah. and in the actual physical sense of the word. <laughs> um, yeah. It's That's pretty so good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having taking the time today to No do problem. This thank you for having me. Thanks for the coffee. Uh, yes. And sorry I was really late. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I understand. I understand the biz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me sound so much more important than I am. <laughs> the business. The business. The music industry. <laughs> Thank cool. you. Thank you. This has been the I Love Music podcast with Jen Fedor. Sponsorship is available. Please email me at ilovemusicpodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks again to the Bang Ups for the Keep Walking theme music and to Charlie Barnes for being on the show today. If you want to hear more of Charlie's music, please go to charliebarnesmusic.co.uk. And now I'm going to leave you with Charlie's song, More Stately Mansions. Take a listen. All the houses we've built that have